Hey everybody, really excited about a new podcast I'm doing. So before you check out this one, and thank you for being a subscriber here, please check out my new show, Props and Drops, with the co-founder of DraftKings, Matt Kalish. We'll be talking a ton about alternative investing uh, and quite a bit about sports betting and in the alt investing world, sports cards, sneakers, uh, clearly NFTs. Just really excited about it. Uh, Gonna be a little more fun a little bit more culture, day-to-day humor. I think you're gonna really like the first episode if you haven't checked it out. The link to the new show, Props and Drops, is in the description of this podcast. Please check it out. Uh, Would mean the world to me if you gave it a spin and hit me up on Twitter and told me what you thought. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. How do you know when, (laughs) I don't know if I'm complicating this question too much, but you're you're not not telling you the right thing. Yeah, not only are you not complicating it, you're, you're, you're exposing feelings. And I can tell you right now, you have to do the thing that you actually feel. Whatever the practical part of you, like, so I believe, and I hope I get to see it, but I think it's gonna take some time. I believe that intuition is uncomfortably misunderstood in society. And I hope like alcoholism and mental health that I'll be on earth when we get to talking about intuition in a far more thoughtful way than we talk about it now. So I live, sure, in a way where my intuition trumps every thought I have. Every logical thing that you can tell me, if my chemicals are telling me something else, there's not even a debate. If my chemicals tell me I have to live underwater like a fish right now in a submarine, I would literally walk out of this room right now and do that. I think you have to start trusting your intuition. And if you're asking that question, you already know the answer. You're just dealing with the fear of the ramifications. And the way I talk about fear of ramifications is the following. You have to be humble and empathetic. Let me explain. A lot of times people don't want to do something else because it financially hurts them and they don't have the humility to live by taking one step backwards. A lesser home, a lesser car, a lesser vacation, right? So that's the humility that's needed to make the jump. And then empathy. The reason most people don't make jumps is they value other people's opinions more than their own happiness. Instead of being mad at yourself or even them, I try to get people to understand, be empathetic to your mom and dad. They love you, that means they're scared. By nature, love means fear. So if you're gonna be a stand-up comedian after you decided to spend all this money on education, they're gonna be scared. But don't be mad at them and definitely don't be scared for yourself. You just know you need to go do it. You have to be empathetic that of course they're gonna be scared or pissed if they paid for your education. (laughs) But it's your life and I can promise you one thing. When I was a child, I spent a lot of time with 70 and 80 year old people. I'm not kidding, it was the weirdest thing and finally in my mid 40s, I'm starting to understand it. Whether I was born an old soul, whether wisdom came naturally to me or who the, or because I did this and felt, felt comfortable with grandparents, did I become a little bit more wise and have, what did it rub off on me? I can promise you something, Shirley. There's nothing scarier in the world outside of the health and well-being of yourself and your loved ones, which is number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Number eleven is regret. 
there's nothing scarier than regret. You wanna see real pain outside of death and illness? Go talk to somebody who's 67, 74, 82, 91. Talk about life. They will always talk with pain in their eyes about the things they didn't do. We haven't taken a lot of funding, but I still am like, how close are we, are we, do we want to run, run our margins? And then, but you have to like put money up for rent, right? So in San Francisco, well, and here, you got to put, you know, your deposit and- Well, it's and, funny, right? Like, you know, we have a lot of jobs we're putting out there at like, you know, 40 and 50 and people are like, how can you live in New York? They like yell at me and I'm like, by not living in Manhattan, by not buying $7 Starbucks, by not taking Uber instead of the train, like you could do anything. Like, you know, to your point, you decide, you know, you were in a little bit of a different place. You were in that world, you made a couple hundred, you made some money on that exit. You were also in the cocoon of fun, you were in San Francisco cocoon. Yeah, well now most of our people are in Austin. Exactly, like you know you, from mentality of St. Louis and Nashville, and you know you as the person that was living in a cocoon of San Francisco. Like, there's you can do anything if you're willing to not be entitled, if you're willing to be practical. This is this is where Americans get caught with immigrants all the time. How can how can this happen? Very easy. Like you live humbly as fuck, you save money, and you then deploy that money. It's not super complicated. You did it, I did it, my dad definitely did it. And like a billion fucking people have done it in America over the last hundred years. It's that people are impatient and insecure. Um, and so the, yeah, I mean, that's how we did it. And like, so were you running? We didn't pay rent for the first two and a half years of the company. Were you guys running, you, so your bank, you guys were running on a, a slim bank balance even for a couple of years? Yes and no. We didn't pay rent. Again, because I bartered, I asked, like, you know, I already had a little street cred because of my wine business, so I was able to use me a little bit, so that's true. I just think that when you have like 300 employees, it's like, shit, like. It- yeah, but by that point, we had, a, you know, at 300 employees, we were doing, you know, $87 million in revenue. Like, you know, at that point, you're balancing it. But yeah, I mean, it's also not, you know what it comes down to, and I'm curious how you think about this, and I hope you've been able to hold on to this because it'll make you unstoppable. I'm also super, like I'm actually secretly excited about a headline in the New York Times that says VaynerMedia lays off half of its staff after the recession because if I made the wrong decisions of saving, which won't happen, but if I did, I'd still be okay with it. Here's why. I deserve it. I made the mistake. I like being accountable. I'm really into accountability. I really think it needs to get like super cool. Alex, do me a favor, text to, uh, Andy K right now and tell him I want it accountable as fuck hoodie made immediately, I wanna wear it. See if he can get it to me this afternoon. Accountable as fuck. In the same way, I apologize, I just wanna say this. Like, in the same way that I think kindness and empathy and patience needed to be a bigger part of the formula of entrepreneurship, which is why I've talked about it a lot more, I think accountability, like, I, I just wish that every entrepreneur, back to your point, razor thin margins. What does that mean? You can get caught. If you're okay with getting caught and paying the ramifications, you win. If you're not, as you know, and I've been listening to you on this interview, people creating exits in media land, creating exits that look like it's an exit, you know it wasn't an exit, they sold their assets for a penny on the dollar. But they wanted, they didn't have the guts to say we shut down, so they sold early, right? People are not willing to be uncomfortable. I'm willing to put my own cash back into VaynerMedia if I fucked up. I'm willing to have to let go of 10% of worst employees at Vayner if nine of our clients fire us. Like shit changes, things well, happen. I, I do these exercises and I tell Adam about it all the time. I just do these exercises all the time where I'm like, if this business goes out a business tomorrow, 
I'll be fine. I'm going to be, I'll be fine. You know why? Because you will be fine. Right. And so that's what I, and I do that exercise all the time because so I remember good. when we first started, I'm Love like, that. this, oh, my, my personality is so tied up in this. But then it, now it's like, if we go away tomorrow, I'll be just as happy. I would. And be- that kind of like, when you protect your downside, that means you have no downside then and it's only upside. And so that's kind of how we discuss it. I've said it a billion times and I'll say it again. I want to lose everything, have everybody shit on me, say that I was a farce the whole time, see how everybody else was better than me, I was the joke, see, make fun of all the people that bought into me, all that, and then just rise back up and fucking tell everybody to go fuck themselves. Like, I'm into that shit. Yeah, I mean, it's really helpful because it definitely, it's freeing. It's, it's unbelievably freeing. reason I deal so well with being wrong, which happens all the time, is because I don't get high when I'm right. Do you wanna know the easiest way to deal with booing or with negative comments? Don't listen to the cheering and positive comments. I think the reason it's good for me, Eric, is because I stay in my very small cocoon within my own head, right in the middle. I, listen, I'm living a life right now where I have a lot of accolades. And when I tell you, you can't imagine how much I don't, if I disappear off the face of the earth tomorrow, I'll get 12 hours of some love on social media and everybody here will move on with their lives. When you have the humility to know you mean nothing, but the ambition to mean everything, shit gets real interesting. As we end today's podcast, I wanna give a huge shout out to the people, you know, it's so funny, people that leave reviews and written reviews of this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all the other platforms just mean the world to me. You've taken an extra 13 to 95 seconds to show love and also give context to people of why this is a worthwhile podcast. So I appreciate that so much. And even more fun, because uh, I think we all love a little cosign or a shout out or a little awareness. Uh, I'm gonna have the team give a couple of shout outs uh, daily on uh, our favorite reviews. So take it away, which were our favorites this week? Thanks so much, Gary. Today's amazing five-star review reads, just started listening, I appreciate the transparency. No beating around the bush. I like how listening makes me feel like I'm just having a conversation with regular people. No status. Thank you so much for that amazing review. And to anybody else listening out there, if you leave us a review, you might just get shouted out in the next episode.